Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Don't you date me a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could, uh, even though you could come in my contact lens case and tell me it's a new solution. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have to keep it family friendly. Let me think of a different one. That's not fine. That's fine, Nicole. This is what I know what the show is. <sighs> okay, I love it. John, you're promoting a children's thing. Okay. No, I'm not. Hold on. I'm not done with my intro. My guest today <laughs> is an American actor and heartthrob that you Why know. Why does from- it have to be American actor? Well, who put that in there? What does it um, matter if I'm where I'm from? Um, I don't know why it matters where you're from. Go but ahead. I think this is the intro that maybe your publicist wanted. Or go ahead, Whoopi. And okay. it says Whoopi on her Zoom. I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> okay. I'll stay quiet. No, you don't have to. Listen. I won't. Okay. My guest today is an actor from America and a yes. heartthrob from America who you well, know from American General, General Hospital, <laughs> American Full House, Fuller you can, House. Yeah. <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm big in India, too. Maybe we should hit India. Um, and India's favorite, ER, <laughs> and so much more. His high school basketball series, Big Shot, returns for season two, only yeah. on Disney+. Plus. I am joined by Boop-a-da-boo, get boop, ready boop, boop. to learn his name, John <laughs> Stamos. Thank you, Nicole. That was good. Can we try another take where yeah. we get a little more energy? We, we, a little we, you're, more you're, you're, energy. Little I'm kidding. How are you, dear? It's good to see you. And um, my wife and I, we were uh, we were at a party last night. And we were driving home. We turned on your podcast, and we both got so turned on, we had to pull over and make love. Oh, my God. This I so, love. I mean, it's pretty racy, this podcast. I was shocked that Disney said, you should do this podcast. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I listened to you. I was like, oh, yeah, I have to do that. She's so funny. Oh, John, I love this so much. Wait, so let's get into it. How did you meet your wife? We're getting right into it, huh? Yeah, I want to know. Let me ask you a question. So are you dating someone now? I am going on dates with people, but okay. nothing is like official and I'm just, you know, famously single. That's that's who I am. So, well, I'm going to give you hope today. But also, why, so what is it? Why won't you date me? Yes. Right. Is that what it's called? Well, you get a lot of dates. We need to change the name, don't we? Um, I guess I guess the like subtext is. Why won't you date me long term and be my boyfriend and get married to me and move into my house? All of a sudden, she turned into Urkel, but I liked it. <laughs> um, uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of all of that today. 
I'm a good shrink for you. I know you watched that show, You. I played a I shrink do. the first I season. I love you. Yeah. Um, did I love you enjoy too. your time on You? I, I did. It was strange. It was a little strange. I, I, uh, I was having a meeting with Berlanti and Greg Berlanti, who mm-hmm. runs the show. And, uh, uh, and he said, would you do me a favor? I'm like, yeah, sure. We did this little part on, on this show I'm doing. It was for, originally it was for lifetime, you know, mm-hmm. and it came out and it didn't do very well, but you know, I love Greg Berlanti. I said, sure. I'd love to. And then they had to shoot me out pretty fast and they were already up and going when I got there. And I remember going, what is this show, man? This is a trip. <laughs> and and they had, they had to shoot like all my scenes in a couple of days for some reason. And then I, I got there and there was a teleprompter. I said, what am I, you know, old, that old? But it was, um, and, and, you know, Penn was, was uh, he was incredible in that show, but he was in, you know, they were kind of all into it. I think I like to, you know, I mean, I, I certainly was, I came into that focused and I didn't know the tone of the show, mm-hmm. but I, I came in like sort of trying to be focused and, um, you know, but normally I like to kind of goof around and have fun like we're doing right now. And it, mm-hmm. it wasn't, that wasn't happening there. And I, so I got it, but it was a very interesting, um, show to do. And I'm, I'm glad I did. Then it came out on Lifetime, didn't do well. And then they throw it over to Netflix and it becomes a smash, you know? Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting that sometimes it's just the network that it's on? Wait, you had a prompter? Yeah. No one's ever given me a prompter. <laughs> no, there was dangerous. <laughs> I, I didn't. Sometimes you could see me going like, oh, uh, like Dr. Nikki's thing. Let me think about that. So, yeah. um, <laughs> now why are we single? So how you were, a pro- I can't even, um, I can't tell how old you are, but you're probably pretty young. Wait, yes. How old do I look? 22. <gasps> 22, John Stamos, you're yeah. a liar. I am. Wait, I just turned um, either 37 or 38, I think. Good age, good age, good age. Thank you. I'm having a nice time. I can't complain. Well, you're pretty and you're funny and your glasses look like Swifty Lazar left. Uh, nobody knows that preference. But I don't know that at all. Remember, I'm young. Uh, I Who's know. Swifty Lazar? He was some old age or something, but they're cool. They're very, if for you folks at home who can't see, they like they look like, you know, big wind, you know, like big window doors or something. They're cool. Thank you, you. Um, you're very charming. I think that you, uh, what I'm going to say here, and my, my wife came up with this last night. She said, why don't you guys talk about, why don't you talk about you finding love, me, uh, yes. at a, you know, at an older, I'm, I was 50, I was in my 50s when I met uh, Caitlin. I was older than that. I think 50, well, like 54, 55. We met, this is a good story. Do you ever watch that show, um, uh, Law and Order, SVU, SUV? Yes. SV, yes. Do you, uh, did you see that episode that I was on where I played a serial abuser where I, I had, I, he was so you egotistical. You kept trying to like impregnate people? Is that it? Yeah. yeah yes. That's right. I had 47 children or something like that. And that was just in the States. Um, <laughs> she was, she was the girl in there who I was, um, I was the, the guy was a creep, right? And he was he mm-hmm. just he wanted to spread his progeny, so he because he was thought he was so you know good looking and, and such a good guy, and he, he was poking uh, holes in condoms. Oh boy! And the, the scene that Caitlin was in, the uh, you know Ice T and the other guys were there, they knock on the door and said, "Where is?" It? She's like she's in her thing, uh, you know, like bra and panties, I think, and she was like, "He's in the bathroom." Yeah. <laughs> and then they kicked down the door, and I'm caught with a you know, and I had glasses on like yours, and mm-hmm. I was like trying to bug a hole in the condom. Get out here. And, but she was in another relationship and then I was in another relationship. But I was trying to, in the show, I was trying to get her pregnant. Mm-hmm. It took me about seven years, but I, I eventually had a baby with Caitlin, with little Billy. Um, but I met her there and then we stayed in touch and then when we both became single, but I was in love, I was, it, it hit, when I saw her, like, that's it. She's it. Mm-hmm. She's the one. She's the one. But I think for us, uh, for uh, I was trying to think at that point, and maybe maybe this is where you are already, is that it's we can't make it happen. We have to. The only thing we control is ourselves. Like yes. work on ourselves, make be the best presentation of who we can be, and then the universe will go. Okay, well, in my case anyway, I was I didn't I wasn't living my best life, and seven years ago I said I got to stop this, and and I think that's when um, the universe said, okay, you deserve love now and family, so. So I try to stay straight on that. Uh, I like that story because it's like you were playing a creep, yeah. terrorizing her. And then you're like, yeah. hey, let's just stay in touch. <laughs> and she's right, like, right, you right. know what? I like yeah. that, man. Yeah. I'm going to go on. What was your first date? Do you remember? Of course. But we were, she was, we talked about, th- she's a Disney nut like I am. And she loves theater. And mm-hmm. so we talked about it. She tells everybody she thought I was gay. That's why it was safe to, you know, exchange numbers <laughs> and stuff. We're like, 
Gay? I mean, you know, no, I, <laughs> you, you, I don't think so. Well, you know, um, our first date. Well, she tells it to she, I. I she says that I invited her over the house for a party, like a big pizza party. Mm-hmm. But then when she got there, it was just me and her. Um, John, John. Yeah, but I think I don't remember. Uh, but that was it. Yeah, and it was very, um, um, you know, it was a nice date. We, I made pizza and. Uh, do you have a pizza oven? I do. Well, yeah. That was an old house, but I just got a new house, and I just got a new pizza oven. Ooh, what brand? I don't know. It's a, it's, I, Jimmy Kimmel turned me on to the... He knows everything about pizza. Now, where are you from? Me, originally. I am from New Jersey. Mm. Um, Lincroft, New Jersey, which is in Middletown. It's a small little town. Freehold? Is it near Freehold? Oh, my God. It's right near Freehold. See? Are you from Jersey? No, but I uh, I did a movie there 20 years ago, and I remember it just being a charming little place. People get the bad, bad Jersey gets a bad rap, right? It's really beautiful yes. there. I love it. It's very, very pretty. North Jersey is kind of like industrial and gross. South yeah. Jersey is like the weird, like, I don't know, forest. It's like the Pine Barrens or whatever. Uh-huh. But Central Jersey, right in the middle, stunning, yeah. beautiful, gorgeous. I know you have lawns. And, and you have, uh, is your family still there? You're no, my sister lives in Chicago, okay. and then my whole rest of my family lives in like Chicago. In Chicago, and did mm-hmm. you spend time in Chicago growing up? I did. I love Chicago. Me too. It's a, it's a perfectly fun city. I like. I always have yeah. so much fun there. We played. A, I played with the Beach Boys. You know, we played at the um, Pine Knob every couple of years. It, Beach Boys were always my. They. I just love. You know, I idolized the Beach Boys. They were my favorite band when I was a little kid. It was the first concert I went to. It was the Beach Boys. And then I just uh, became famous, and then I just started hanging out with them. And I played drums, and they, I played like an encore on, on, on Bob Ran one time in 84. And oh. I never stopped. I've been with them for many years now. You also played the drums um, in high school at John F. Kennedy High School. That's right. But that's Where's that? Um, in, near Knott's Berry Farm in Disneyland. I grew up near the you know, amusement park stuff. In Anaheim? Yeah, that's right. Hey, oh, I also played at um, Six Flags there. What's it called? The, at, the, at that amusement park there we played uh, in Jersey? Yeah, Six Flags. Uh, Six I Flags. love Six Flags. What's it? Is there more to the name? Six Flags. Uh, Six Flags Great Adventure? Yeah, great. Yes. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So we got that out of the way. Let's let's go back to the dating. <laughs> what was your last date? I mean, you don't have any problem getting dates. I, I can't. I don't believe. I can't um, believe that. I mean, it's a nice I title, do. but... Do? I don't. I don't go on a lot of dates. Okay. Um, it's it's L.A. L.A. is hard. I think for yeah. anyone other than traditionally stunning people, you are. Um, I I I think I'm very pretty, but I think when you are fatter, I think you have a harder time. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, my last date was. When was it? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about sex. But no, let's not talk about sex. But let's talk about sex, sex baby. baby. Let's talk about, about you and me. Let's talk about uh-uh. all the good things and the bad things that can be. You don't mm-hmm. sing on these dates, right? I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Look, I'm not I a good don't. singer. I'm a terrible singer. I'm very tone deaf. Um, I would say probably like months and months and months ago because I've just been working a lot. So mm-hmm. I haven't really had... The time. And how do you meet? Is it like people fixing you up and stuff? Are you on any dating no, apps or anything? I am on all the dating apps. I'm on Tinder, uh-huh. Raya, uh-huh. OkCupid, uh, Hinge, hey. Bumble. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Uh. I was on one called Coffee Meets Bagel, but I didn't like that one because you had to like do things to earn beans to then spend them on people. <laughs> and I good. was like, is this a game? What yeah. is this? I don't want it. Dating is not a game. It's a day. It's a, it's a, it's an adventure, but I bet you. And then, so what's your ideal date? My ideal date? Well, the best date I ever went on was to mm. the Burbank airport okay. to eat at Guy Fieri's burger bar. <laughs> at the airport? Now did this, Yeah. so did the guy know that you were, um, that you love that place? Is that, is that, well, I had never been. I love Guy Fieri. Oh, yeah? So I bought two refundable plane tickets. We went through TSA, and then we ate at the, the restaurant, and then we just <laughs> left the airport and went to a tiki bar after. That's great. So that, like, that was a very fun date. I think those kind of dates are really special, right? Like, just little, you know, if you, like, if I was to go on a date with you, I'd, I would do research, because now you can, which is weird, but, you know, mm-hmm. and then you find out, oh, he, she likes Guy Fieri. Is that a cook or something? Is that a... 
Oh, oh he yeah. has a d- triple D diners, yeah. dives and drive-ins yeah. okay. on the Food Network, yeah, yeah, where he yeah, drives yes, around yes. in a car and screams and eats. Is he redhead? Does he have red hair? Okay. John Stamos. He's a blonde. Okay. He has bleach blonde hair that's very spiky. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I know. I don't mean to be. Just, uh, yes, he's great. Um, <laughs> no, I mean it. I, I just I don't cook. I mean, I do cook, but I don't watch. Um, so you would go. So yeah, what would I? What's another great date you would? My wife loved Disney, so we we I took mm-hmm. her to. We actually went to Disney World for the first time, and I was. Um, I remember, you know, I was tr- I was trying to impress her, which I you know later learned that you know this that doesn't doesn't work with her the being recognized, <laughs> you know, like being famous. And so huh, we're walking through Epcot. You know, have you been to Disney World? I've been to Disney World as a child, and uh-huh. I don't remember too too much of it. I've been to Disneyland. Yes, well, we twice were, now. Yep. Well, there's a there's a bunch of different um, parks there. One of them's called Epcot. And so I'm walking around. We're talking, and I'm you know I have a hat and glasses on, and there's a guy. And um, I'm so people aren't recognizing. I'm saying this in my mind. People aren't mm-hmm. recognizing me. I got to so I take my glasses off. It's like hey, you know, I'm just talking to her, but I'm still looking around. <laughs> like, oh, I got to get my hat. I got to take my hat off. My hair's famous. So take my hat off, and still. And, you know, people are not really, but she's catching it. And I'm like, hey, uh, can I have um, some mercy? To, uh, you know, I was trying to. And so she famously uh, coined that term. It's called Epcotting. But that was our one of our first big oh, days. She says, that's Stop very Epcotting. funny. Stop Epcotting. Yeah, she's very funny. I like that because it's like, I want to impress her by getting recognized. Yeah. And she was like, I'm not with you for that reason. Yeah, that, I'm, gen- yeah. I'm with you because I genuinely like you and mm-hmm. want to be with you. And you were like, what can I do? Yes. I feel like I do that a lot. I'm like, what can I do to like make you impressed by me and, and hope that you stick around right. longer? But I guess you don't have to do that. You just have to be yourself. You have to. Be, that's the lesson today. One of the many lessons that we're going to do today. Do you so that so you go on a couple of dates and then have you ever gone on a few dates and was like I really like you're straight. You're straight, right? Mm, I'll date oh, but, whoever. Okay, but but you want to be in a relationship. Well, anyway, you ever on a date and you go, I really like this person. I want to. We've went out twice. I want to see them more, and then they don't come around. Yes. Mm. Okay. That happens a lot. Right before the pandemic uh, got into full swing, yeah. and everyone was, you know, inside or whatever. I was dating this guy, and I thought things were going well. Mm. And he, I guess, I don't know. He just like started being weird, mm. and then he was like, "The pandemic's coming," and I was like, "Yeah, but we can like still hang out." Yeah. And he was like, "I don't know. I'm pretty scared." And I was like. Um, well, I guess call me when the pandemic's done. And then he got engaged and I believe he's getting married. <laughs> well, fuck so, him. Fuck him. What's his know, name? What's his name? We might as well call no. him. Well, first of all, anybody that calls the pandemic pandemic, you don't want to be around. I, I don't know. That's like, that would be a big red flag for me. Well, okay. the, pand- yeah, the pandemic was a whole thing. But you know what? You, um, you've come out stronger, I think, and you, right? You, I think it's just being, I don't know, being, I don't, what do I know about dating? Maybe being confident and being, like, you can't, you can't, you got to be yourself, right? Because when mm-hmm. you try to put on all that stuff, they, you know, like my wife. Well, like, it's hard for me not to be myself. I'm right. a very loud person. Yeah. I love to giggle. So like, that's what I do. What's your ideal uh, mate? Tell me what uh, he or she. Okay, my ideal mate would be a person who is very confident in who they are, mm-hmm. um, funny, mm-hmm. uh, who doesn't mind that I'm funny because right. some people uh, kind of buck up against that and yeah. <laughs> get mad that I'm funny sometimes. Um, good looking to me, which doesn't mean like universally good looking. Sort of like me. Well, you are universally good looking. You have to know that. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Wait, you know that, right? Yeah, well, we need I don't to get know. to the we, bottom we, of this. No, we don't. But, but, but keep going. We You're do. funny. When you look in the mirror, don't you go, yum, yum, yum. Look at me, I'm John. <laughs> I do yum, yum, but not three, three. I do one, <laughs> two yum, yums. John Stamos, hold on. Sure. We have to take a quick little break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Go continue. I'm sorry, I interrupted. So not traditionally good looking. So like, who? Give me a give me a a, a look. Uh, somebody that. You know. Um. Okay. So there's this actor named Dumall or Dumall or uh-huh. Dumhall Gleason. Okay. What is it? What's Maybe this? he is traditionally attractive. I don't know, but he like really does it for me. Okay. And other people have been like, mm, I don't know about that. So he's on this show called The Patient with Steve Carell. Oh, okay. He was also in um, Star Wars. Wow. And uh-huh. then he was in this movie called uh, About Time, which is one of my favorite movies. I'll watch it on a plane uh-huh. every single day. We're, and so does he know this? Is he listening right now, do we think? Or, I think or he's somebody? married. Uh, yeah. That's the, the hard thing, too. I mean, well, I guess before dating apps, which was my time before, was... I was always very um, trepidatious about approaching someone or asking them mm-hmm. out because I, you, a you didn't know if they're in a relationship, right? And two, I, I'm always I was always very um, uh, conscious of being, you know, uh, uh, um, presumptuous that just because mm-hmm. I uh, whatever that someone's going to say, okay, we'll go out with you. I was I was people. Th- I think people the perception of me was that you know, that I was dating a lot of girls and I really wasn't. I always mm-hmm. wanted to be in a relationship. I always wanted to be married. I always wanted to have kids. Um, and But in between, I, I dated a little bit. You know. uh, How many kids do you have? I have just one, one little boy named Billy. The, here's the thing though. I was, so I was in my mid, I know it's different for men because of, you know, the biological clock. Do you want kids, by the way? Um, as of now, no. Okay. But I don't know, that might change. Um, it's but tough. the thought of like waking up and having to like feed somebody before I feed myself, <laughs> right, right, right? I don't like that. And yeah. I was a nanny for a very long oh, time. Were? Oh wow, what was yeah. that in in Jersey? Um, in New York. Were you Bruce Springsteen's like... uh, nanny for his kids? <laughs> no, I wish bon I probably would have gotten paid a lot of money. Were you nice to these kids? Oh, I was so nice to these kids. Yeah, yeah. So this one kid that I had, I had him from like two weeks to about two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um. He had a really big head, so he couldn't crawl fast. (laughs) So I would just sit him in this like donut pillow and tell him things. (laughs) I'd be like, listen, uh, I think this boy likes me, but like, I don't know. And then he started talking very, very quickly. But was he talking (laughs) like you? Was he talking like you? Hi. Wait a minute. I, I wish. We probably, we, oh, when were you funny? When did you know you were funny? When you were a kid? When I was a kid, my grandmother used to say things like, you tickle me. She was from Barbados, so uh-huh. she had a lot of uh, isms that like weren't American. Okay. But yeah, she would be like, you tickle me. And I'd be like, ooh, 
I wanted her to say that again. That was fun. Eh. And then my aunts and uncles would like laugh at stuff I would say, and I was like, that feels good. I like that. So what kind of uh, were, was were you in Barbados? I mean, where was did they live in Jersey? Chicago. Chicago. Okay. And what kind of jokes were you saying that would make them laugh? Oh, I don't even know. Just like adults would be talking, and then I would interject with my <laughs> thoughts. I was very. Uh, I liked adults a lot more than children growing up because. Yeah. Children do kid-like things, but I was like, but we need to talk. I have ADHD, so like, I'd be like, but I need to talk, and uh, <laughs> adults will listen, and the children have nothing of value to say to me. That's right, yeah. um, Did yeah. you, um, so, so the, how old were you during that, like five, six years old kind of thing? Probably like seven, eight-ish. And then when did you start? Did you go into the city and do open mics and stuff? How, how, so right after high school, uh, I went to an acting school. Mm. Um, it was a conservatory. It was not a great school. It was pretty mm. bad. Um, what was it called? And then I, like, it was called AMDA. Okay. And then I fucked around for a little bit. And then I found the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Mm. And that's when I was like, oh, um, comedy is like a... Like a like, I don't have to do plays and stuff. I could be funny on stage doing improv. Right. Oh, right. That's um, right, right, right. But one day, I would love to do a play. And mm. you've done lots of plays. Yeah. Did you, uh, what was, what would, what played would you, so wait, so I did a lot of musicals. And I'm not very. Yeah, um, you were in Cabaret and I fucking love Cabaret. Cap- yeah, it's a beautiful show, huh? If I, oh, Sally Bowles, yeah. if I could. What if song? If I could, I, the. Cabaret is a beautiful oh, yeah, song. Yeah, 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 of course. What a tragic song that is. And and what um God have such Did you see it in New York the the uh, Alan Cummings? I've seen it like I saw it with you. I saw you it did? with Alan. Wait yeah. a minute. Why didn't we open with that? Hi John. I, I saw guess you in Cabaret. Could have. It's all right. I saw it with Alan Cummings. Uh I've seen Cabaret I think two or three times. Right. And I yeah, I just love it. It, you know, it was for you folks out there that don't know about it. It was in Studio 54 there in New York, mm-hmm. which was an old club in the 80s. And um, yeah, it was, it wasn't it. The, I'm telling you, I remember uh, it was my second show. I, I came, I, when I finished Full House, I was like, oh God, what do I do? How do I get, you know, I mean, in retrospect, and we can talk about it or not, but I've learned to really appreciate the fact that I was on that show and I love mm-hmm. the, 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 how it's become so important to people. But, um, I, w- I was ready to leave when it was over. And I had some great mentors over the years. And one of them was this guy, Jack Klugman, who was a great actor, a theater actor. He played my dad in the series before. And I said, Jack, what do I do this fucking show, man? Uncle Jesse. He said, get, get to the th- do theater. You got to go to the theater. Right? Like <laughs> he was on The Odd Couple. And uh, I said, all right. But I don't, and I didn't really sing. I didn't dance. But I've always had this thing like I can do anything if I work really hard at it. If I mm-hmm. take lessons ten hours a day to I I'll be I'll learn I'll learn to sing, I'll learn to dance, I'll do and um I don't know where where these testicles came from, but I so what there was an op- opening for to replace Matthew Broderick and how to succeed in business mm-hmm. uh, on Broadway. I never been on you know. I auditioned for when I was in high school, junior high, I auditioned to play the the scarecrow in Wizard of Oz. And I, I would like the way the hours. They stop, stop, stop. Do you know how to do makeup? I said, oh, yeah. Okay, we'll put you in the makeup department. Don't sing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, no. But then I went there and I just worked really hard at the audition and I got it. And then uh, Matthew Broderick had just won the Tony Award. And I was like, what am I? Th-? But I never thought, what am I thinking? Now I look back. But that, mm-hmm. that kind of um, fearlessness, uh, I think my parents instilled in me. Like I didn't put any obstacles up. That was... Um, I'm still trying to get back to that. But anyway, that that was first. And then I went, then there was Cabaret. And I remember sitting in the theater watching, watching. I was like, A, why do they want me to audition for this? Two, mm-hmm. I mean, if I got it, what would I, how would I play that character? And I tell you, after a few months, Nicole, it was, it, and I still think of it as maybe my favorite time of my life. One of my, I mean, now I'm very happily married and I have a great little four-year-old. But before that, the, just, it was, I was in my 30s and that show was so popular as you know I mean mm-hmm. people couldn't stand up quick enough at the end it was such a beautiful deep um, you know important piece of theater and, and Sam Mendez and Rob Marshall came back and put me in the show and it was a, it was a it was something else who did who you saw a lot of Sally's then I would I would think yeah I can't remember right Natasha Richardson yeah, yeah, yes, I believe yeah, yeah she did it was with Alan yes yeah and I don't know who was with you 
I did it with a few. Molly Ringwald was in it for a bit. She was very good too. And there's some mm-hmm. Jane Leaves. It was a. It was changed my life that show because it was just so. Um, every night you take that journey of. I mean, he starts off as a mm-hmm. MC and he ends up, you know, in the gas chambers. It was a. It was an interesting. That, that's the beauty of theater too. And you should. Have you done? You haven't done a play yet. You're saying. No, I haven't done, not professionally. I did them in high school, but I haven't done one professionally yet. And I would love to, I love theater. Theater is such like a, I just saw Take Me Out last time I was in New York. And I was like, go for the big dicks, stay (laughs) for the heart and the message. Um, It's so, it was so like beautiful. And it like, Good theater takes you just on this like magical journey, yeah, where you're all together in this, and I just I love it. Yeah, there's nothing like it because it also it's also like in that eight block whatever it is radius, everything is happening at the same time, the same yes. moment almost, like it's same a, moment. Th- yeah, hundreds of thousands, thousands of people are getting ready to be entertained, and all the entertainers are getting ready to entertain, and then right at eight o'clock, right in that whole area, bam, mm-hmm. and it's a spark that you can't. You know, you're here in Los Angeles, you're in L.A., right? Yeah. Why didn't you come over? Why? What are we doing on Zoom here? Um, we uh, I have two microphones it, it, here. Like we're shooting, everybody's shooting stuff at different times, and you know, mm-hmm. there's no. But that spark and that that thrill in New York, it is. Uh, it's something that you can't get anywhere else. The closest I ever get to it is at five thirty when I'm on my way to a six a.m. call, and I'm like, look at all this traffic. Everyone's going to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. So have you done a it's lot of acting though. on t- TV stuff? I, I, I just a, I've, I've, uh, just a little dip. Yeah. I'll bet you're really funny. Thank you. Can I ask you a question? So after Full House, <laughs> mm-hmm. were you like, were you done with the show because it was so squeaky clean and it, like people had this perception of you and that you were like, I can do more than that? Like, what was the, what was the, the, like, uh, the feeling that you had to get out of it? Well, it was, it was that, uh, you know, it was, um, I, I really felt, it was during a time too when these very sophisticated smart shows were like Seinfeld and were coming on. Mm-hmm. And I never, you know, when they came to me about that show, it was not, um, they said, we're doing a show, it was the same guys who did Bosom Buddies, and we're doing a show like, it's like Bosom Buddies, but there's three of you, and there's some kids. It wasn't like, <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, it's gonna be, and I remember doing the, um, doing the first table read, uh, we were in some hotel or something and we were reading through the script and Jody Sweet and the girl who plays Stephanie was getting huge laughs. I'm the mm-hmm. supposed star coming in. And you know, funny here, huh, Uncle Jesse? And I remember running to the lobby, calling my agent because there was no cell phone. So I said, get me off this show. This kid's a kid show. But um, <laughs> And then as it, you know, as it progressed, it was, um, you know, so, yeah, I wanted to be doing, you know, different stuff and I was starting to get, you know, Uncle Jesse thing. Um, but you know, without that show, I would I wouldn't be talking to you. I wouldn't have had all the love and all, all the things that I've gotten to do in my life. Or just, I'm writing a book, which I said I'd never do. But it's called "If You Would Have Told Me." If you would have told me when I was a kid that I'd be talking to you today, uh, or I'd be doing all the things I do. So for that, and then also I met you know one of my best friends ever of of life, Bob Saget, and you know we just lost him recently. Did you ever meet Bob? Mm-hmm. No, um, I was. He asked me to do his podcast like right before he passed, and so it's your fault I'm he died. Very, very bummed. <laughs> I'm very bummed that I didn't get a chance yeah, to do it. Me too. Because I was telling a joke uh, before he passed away that uh, I was like the Bob Saget of this generation because I host uh, uh, Nailed It, which has become like huge with kids. Okay. So right. when I tour and go to clubs or whatever, parents call the club and go, can I bring my kid? Yeah. And they're like, absolutely not. not. Yeah, right. That's the same with Bob. <laughs> I think in the beginning when he started to, this was, you know, the persona that you, that you're talking about the, that you have and that Bob had the dirty, dirty side of dirty daddy. He was, he was always <laughs> like that. It wasn't like, to us, it wasn't a surprise. Cause that's, you know, as soon as the mm-hmm. kids, Hopefully the kids were off the set. Sometimes they weren't. Bob would always get in trouble. Like, we'd, okay, we're done. Uh, Bob, can we see you up in the parents? Wanted to have a quick chat with you. But um, you know the kids on that show all grew up great and they loved Bob. But um, what were they gonna say? Um, he. Uh, but when he first started going out, you know, and doing his act, people were like, you know, kids. Mm-hmm. Everybody was freaking out. It was, uh, you know, the saddest part for me. One, one of the sad parts about 
uh, losing Bob is that he didn't know how loved he was. And the outpouring of love that he got when he passed with the tsunami of love, I, I call it, was um, unbelievable. I mean, didn't you think so? It was, Yeah. I didn't know he meant, I mean, I did. I knew how, how much he meant to me, obviously, and all of us, but the whole world, you know, it was the first time I was ever jealous of Bob. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I did uh, this second season of Big Shots coming out. I don't know, watch this segue. This is a good one. Um, and I, we started shooting at about four months, four or five months after Bob passed away. And I pitched the story where my character's named Marvin. And, and uh, I said, what about a, what about Mar- a friend of Marvin's dying, like like Bob, uh, mm-hmm. a coach? And, um, and and he gets this outpouring love. And and I start to think, oh, what, what, wait a minute, what's my legacy? What am I leaving behind in this world? Have I done it? You know? And then the girls on the show um, at graduation, they come up and they say what I meant to them. They bring some people around that I changed their lives. So it's a beautiful episode. It's the last episode, but the um, the idea that you know, tell people that you love them. Tell people how what they mean to you when when they're alive, because tomorrow's never promised. It's just not. Yeah. And Bob Bob did that. He he left nothing on the table. Go ahead, Nicole. I'm sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. I love that notion that it's like just tell people exactly how yeah. you feel. Like. Yeah. If you love someone, say it. If you're yeah. proud of them, say it. Yes. Um, and I've started to do that a lot more. Good. Um, just because it's like, I don't know. It doesn't hurt me to tell someone that they're killing it. And yeah, no, it, it doesn't. You know, it's nice to give someone a compliment. And yes. then I do think about, I'm like, legacy. It's like, when you go, when I die, I hope people say really nice things about me and on top of nice things like the the good things that i left in the world yes like boy oh boy when i was sick nicole came over and brought me potatoes i don't know <laughs> you know <laughs> i i'm feeling i have a little bit of cold today can you bring me some potatoes why potatoes why did you pick potatoes because it's funny right because it sounds funny you've no, always been because, funny well mashed potatoes okay okay so if you have a toothache mashed potatoes are great mm. if you have a chest cold and it's hard to swallow mashed potatoes are great mm-hmm. um honestly in any situation mashed, mashed potatoes, potatoes are great are great yeah you're right there's <laughs> i yeah. love mashed potatoes i do too See, now, if I was, here's the deal. So if I was going to ask you out on a date, I would say, oh, well, what, she likes mashed potatoes. I'm, we're going to go, I'm going to take her to the mashed potato capital of the world. I don't know where that is, but I'll find it and we'll fly there. Maybe it's at the Burbank airport, but I'm going to give her some See, mashed potatoes. You I'm gonna, don't even have to try that See? hard. You could take me on a great potato dinner, right. which is where you go to dinner right. and only order you, potato potatoes. dishes. <laughs> do you, what do you like? Do you like a nice baked potato with all the oh, stuff on it? Yeah. I love a baked potato. Good baker is And good, I just yeah. discovered sour cream. It's so good. Wait a minute. How do you just discover sour cream? So listen, every couple of years, I discover things that everybody knows about. Okay. So I just discovered sour cream mm-hmm. like maybe two years ago. Really? This year, I discovered smoothies. They're very good. Did smoothies you know? Smoothies are good. My son calls them smoochies, I think. That's uh, adorable. So you just discover things late, huh? Yeah. Granola. I discovered that about three years ago. Really? Last year, I discovered The Office. Very funny. The TV show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The American TV show. The American the show. Office. I like when you go into your voice like that. It's very... Uh, it's part of your act. We were watching a little bit of your special last night too, on the oh, Netflix. Wow. Yeah, you know, I gotta do. Thank I, you so much. Every stream oh, counts. Very funny. It was very cute. You, uh, what were you talking about? Uh, ugly people. That, <laughs> they are the ones that don't wear masks during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like everybody who had a real issue with masks were some of the ugliest people I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah, put a mask on it now, please. Just yeah, cover it up. Is it hard coming up with new jokes and news? Do you do you write on the road? Do you write as you're doing? I do. I write on the road when I because I toured pretty uninterrupted for most of 2019. Okay. So I'd be on like I don't know five planes a week. So I'd write a lot on planes. Oh yeah, well are the plane jokes. Do you ever get on a plane and these peanuts? They give you the peanuts. <laughs> and the- no, not plane jokes. Okay. I could never. I can't make plane jokes work. Yeah, well, you shouldn't. I think it's because you're too cool. Nobody flies as much as comics, so it's like that's why they're so hack. It's like yeah, don't make jokes about it. These people aren't going anywhere. They're going yeah. from their house to the show, back to their house. Yeah, what do they know? Do you? Who's your? Who? What comics do you like now? Um, I love old Steve Harvey stuff. Oh yeah. Steve Harvey is so fucking funny. Be funny. Um, Adele Givens is very funny. I don't know. Monique, she's very funny. Um, Nick Kroll's new special is very funny. Ali Wong on. is funny. Mm-hmm. I just love. 
I love people. I love, I like their <laughs> point of view. Yeah. I love stand-up comedy. I could never do it, but I'm fascinated by it. And that's why, you know, being so close to Bob all those years, I really studied him because he was, you know, he was one of the best. You know, the people that came out for him, like Chappelle, you know, and, mm-hmm. I, and I said to him at the memorial, man, Dave, you, you, uh, you're the goat. You're the goat. The goat. Whatever you. Mm-hmm. I said, and you made Bob feel so special those last few years. He said, Are you kidding me? I used to. He said, I used to VCR. You know, Full House, and uh, Bob was so kind to me when I was up starting, and I'll, I'll never forget that, and you know that kind of stuff. But Bob touched not, you know, not literally touched, but he touched so many people that that would be a joke that he would do. His, his, uh, I asked him to, to host my father's funeral and he started off with, uh, tonight's specials are cake and cock and we're out of cake. Hello, everybody. I mean, it, went, it started like that. And he started doing, uh, you know, jokes about being circumcised and calamari. Um, but, so you like those people. Yeah, I just, I'm fascinated by it. And, and through Bob, I think I met, you know, I was hanging out with Sh- Gary Shandling and I met a lot of great, you know, a lot of those great guys, uh, uh, Kinson, um, we hung out with a little bit. But I just, it's so, it's, there's such a science to it. I'm so mm-hmm. um, a- impressed with stand-up comics, right? And you have it. It's like, uh, it, 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 it's almost um, mathematical, right? You know, where you put the... Yeah, it's... um. I mean, some people are just storytellers and they can like pepper jokes in there, but, um, which is like what I do sometimes. But if I say something enough and then the laughs start getting less and less, I then have to write out the joke and Mm -hmm. structure it and make sure that I like put a joke every couple of lines. So like the laughs keep going. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, um, science, huh? It, I do feel like I'm doing experiments. (laughs) You should Because it's like, yeah, because you say something and then you go, all right, that doesn't fucking work. <laughs> so like my closer joke for like when I'm doing sets around town where they're only mm-hmm. like 15 minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. killed. Killed for the first like two months I was doing it. Yeah. And then it stopped killing. And I was like, huh, I got to figure out why this isn't killing anymore. So the next show I do, I have like a new tag for it. <laughs> and it works. So yeah. It's, why wasn't it killing? What is the joke? To give us a little. Well, I mean, the premise is just uh, it's about white people touching my hair. Okay. Uh, because white people like to touch black people's hair, but a lot of white people don't know that that's wrong. Right. So I have to somehow explain to them that it's wrong so then I can do the joke. Right. Um, and then I was like, if I put it in the joke, it's too explainy. Uh-huh. So I have to put it in a joke a little earlier right. so then it's a callback so then they get it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you go up in, in New York at the catch? Is that catch? Is that still there? Um, uh, Caroline's, remember Bob? When I used to go to Caroline's. Yes, yeah, I've done Caroline's. A lot of places that I used to go up in New York aren't there anymore. Yeah. Um, I think New York Comedy Club is still there. Do you know Yanis uh, Papas? Do you know Yanis Papas? Do you know him? I don't okay. know him well, but I do know him. He's, he's wonderful. So yeah, yeah, he's, he's so man. funny. He's so funny. Comedy is such a fun thing that brings people together. Wait, John Stamos, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you have any single friends? For you, I'm thinking about that. I was thinking about that. And that would probably have to be in New York, huh? No, I'm in LA, John Stamos. Oh, oh that that that's better. Okay, let me think. Do you so you like what's this guy look like on the TV show that you said you liked? Is he I, I can't remember his name and I don't remember. Uh Damal Gleason. So what's he's he like a like? redhead, he's redhead. Irish, okay. he's tall. Uh-huh. Um, he's. I think he's so hot. Okay. Hold on. I'll find him for you. I'll find him for you on the internet. Well, but I listen, do you have any? I'm thinking hot single friends. Redheaded. They don't have to be redhead, okay. but they do have to have just a little bit of money so they could travel with me. The money. And do nice things. Okay, so that's Damal Gleason. Oh, I see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know who he is, but I don't know him. Yeah, a real hottie. Is Love. He, you can Google. Is he married? Is he single? Is he? Anything? I believe he's married. Okay. What kind of guys? It, like who? Who? Who likes you on those apps? I don't know how. It, swipe left. Who or right. likes me on the apps? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting people. Um. Let's see if I can find... And what's that like? So somebody says, I like you, you like me, and then you go, hey, uh, let's go on a date. Right? More or less, yes. And you text. And it, a lot of it is, is just sex uh, things on there? Like to get... No, no, not all of it. Except this one person. 
uh, let's see, I won't say their name, but mm-hmm. about me says sensual dominant, okay. orgasm vampire, sapiosexual, oh, poly with an attachment need for profound intimate connection. Best kept secrets have nothing to hide. If I can grow to trust you, you can get it all. Uh, entrepreneur, crypto native, born in 68, uh-huh. forever 44. So, that- you know, there's a lot of interesting people there. That's interesting. I would kill myself if that's the only if that's the person. Like, like what does that say about you? What's your profile? What's, I'm kidding. What's your profile? Um, mine is some pictures, and then it says that I'm a thought, the happiest out there, and it says I love to tee hee hee. <laughs> let's change that. Let's work on that. Let's work. Okay. Let's see. This is good. Let's see. Um, I am um, beautifully sexy. Inside and out. You outs. can't just tell can't people say, right, that. Right, right. Well, you just said other weird things. Um, well, tee hee hee. <laughs> but that says a lot about you. That tee hee hee is, you're, so, you're way more sophisticated than tee hee hee. I love a good tee hee hee. You do? Okay. Um, but but the, but look who it's attracting. Weirdos. With the, you know. I know. Can I read you another profile? Yeah. You're, oh, this is okay. someone else. Okay, go ahead. This is another person who um, matched with me. I matched with him because he seemed like a weirdo. And I was like, mm, I wonder what his opening message would be. Mm. He hasn't messaged me yet, but his profile says, plant dad, all things beer. I cook, not into Trump, Jesus or chihuahuas, non-vaxxed, been to 15 countries and eight islands so far. I'm adventurous and spontaneous, looking for a girlfriend with a yard. <laughs> <laughs> a backyard? I, cl- <laughs> I guess so, which I think yeah. is really funny. <laughs> What's this guy look like? I mean, oh, I, I only screenshot um, yeah, I, we, the profile. I, I didn't think screenshot you, his. Yeah, that's funny. I think you need. I think we're, we got to work on your thing, because if that's who you're attracting, we're in trouble. Non- well, okay, things shifted, John Stamos. So, like right after the second shot of the vaccine, people okay. were like, "I want to date." I'm I'm taking things seriously. I love mm-hmm. this. And then the further we've strayed from the pandemic, yeah, the more people whores. are like, "No, I'm back into just fucking and I don't care about being in a relationship." Jeez. Have you have you gone on those dates? I mean, they are there certain apps that are just for having sex or um yeah, but I'm not on any of those. Okay, There's good, like good, good, good. Kinkster and uh Kinkster. All right. We don't need to know something if you're not else. On what about your mom? Does she follow you on these things? Like is she like, honey, please let's stay She up. sure doesn't. You okay. can't follow someone on a dating app. Well, she's listening does she listen to this show? She can't. Can't hear? Passed away? No. Why? She's dead. Oh jeez. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Just, you bring you it to Stamos. It talks about sagging, talks about things. What, when did she pass away? She, when I was 16. Oh, and your dad? He died when I was 21. Well, we've just ruined this whole... We've just taken this... It's no, I'm not kidding. ruined, you know John. What? You didn't know. Listen, here's the deal. That's very interesting. That says a lot about... It, it, you must have... You must, were you close with them? Obviously, you, you were. Yeah. And, I was pretty close. I had a nice childhood, and I liked them. Oh, good. How have you dealt with... How have you dealt... How did you deal with it? You, therapy? Oh, just a lot of therapy. Right, right. Um, mm. A lot of good friends. But yeah, mostly therapy. Do you go like, why, why, why me? Why did that happen? What, come on, God. Oh, of course. A, and what was the I answer? Because have friends who don't like their parents, and then you're like, yeah. well, I liked mine. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I don't know. Everything happens for a reason. I don't know what reason, but no. you know. Are you a spiritual woman? Not super spiritual, but mm-hmm. like. I, I believe that things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's a God or anything, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say there isn't because yeah, if there say, is, yeah, I'm yeah. not getting smited. Okay. No, 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 you gotta cover I don't want, you know, God coming for me being like, I am real bitch and yeah. I'll show you how. I don't want that. <laughs> right. No, God, Buddha, whatever, <laughs> but, but all of it. Real quick, we have to take another break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. 
I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N U U L Y.com. Newly with two U's. With code DATEME20, newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. John Stamos, we're back. (laughs) So so how old were you when your mom died then? 16. And your dad, and how old your dad? You just told me. 21. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Oh, man. Well, so was yeah. he, did you help him, did you help him get over the loss of your, of his? Well, I was 16 and mm-hmm. it was such a hard thing because he was an adult man and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of adult men don't really emote. Right, I do, Or talk about feelings. Yes. Well, you're a different one. Yeah. So it was hard to understand <sighs> if he was sad or anything. Uh. You know what I mean? And how did he pass away? Was he had a heart was, attack? Right. Well, he was keeping it all inside, right? And, and not I mean, probably. But you're good at letting it all out. Oh, I tell all my business to everybody. I know. I heard last night on the podcast. We <laughs> the first one we turned on was the, like the latest one or whatever. It was the guy from Billy on the Street. And okay, oh, listen, yeah, Guy Branham. Yeah, he was very funny. But you guys got dirty and fast. Yes. Uh, then we said, I love Guy. He's, he's so very funny. funny. Very funny. Um, how long have you done this podcast? A long time, maybe five years. No kidding. So you were in on this early, huh? I guess. Yeah. My friend Gabrus was like, you should do a podcast. And I was like, okay. Mm. <laughs> and then I've been doing it and I love it. And it was fun. I mean, I, I throw a stick out my front door. I'll hit six people with a podcast. Everybody's got one. <laughs> I had one briefly last year, a couple of years ago. Oh, you did? Yeah, I had the, uh, it's, it wasn't really like this. It was, um, and these are beautiful. I love the, the idea of coming on and talking for you know a little while and really getting to know somebody. Um, it was about, uh, I have the right, the, there was a, a nutty guy named Barry Keenan who kidnapped Frank Sinatra Jr. in the 60s. And it's like oh. this wild, crazy story that involves the mafia and Kennedys and nobody was really doing anything. So I did a sort of a podcast. He's still alive. I did a thing about him and I won some award. I won a Webby Award. Do you know what that is? is Ooh, that- congratulations. I also have a Webby. Ooh. Look at us. Two Webby recipients <clears throat> on a Zoom. rub our Webbies together tonight at nine. When I was a little kid, mm-hmm. I used my middle name is Michelle. Mm-hmm. I used to tell people that I was Michelle Tanner from Full House, mm-hmm. which in hindsight was very silly because they were a fully different color than me. Yeah, but, you know, who knows? I mean, we didn't see them, both of them, was, you know, uh, I, don't have, I have no joke. Um, so did you did you think people were going to believe that? or? I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I like, I loved Full House and I, oh, I loved the Olsen twins and I would just mm-hmm. say it. And then a lot of adults would just be like, oh, 
Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Good dream for on. you. They own a building and you don't have a, you know, they, uh, they yeah, really. They have a whole company. They have a whole company. I can't, I'm so proud of them, obviously. We, you know, we sort of stayed in touch over the years, but when Bob passed away, they came out and they stayed for a week and they were just beautiful. I mean, it was really, it was nice because the rest of us, you know, stuck together a lot and they were in New York mm-hmm. and, you know, we talked to them once in a while, but we weren't as close with them. And they came back and just, they, they just wanted to, they just were so full of love and they just told us all how much they loved us and missed us and how they loved, you know, being with us for their childhood. And they wanted to hear stories and I have old video and I pulled out video of the, you know, of, of behind the scenes stuff. And it was really you know, Bob was was Bob was the keeper of of this group. He was the one who made sure we all hung out together all the time. And um, uh, you know, now that he's gone, we have to make an effort. But th- it, he would have been very happy to know that we were all sitting around talking about him. Because if we're real quiet right now, we can he, he'll be like you know, he'll be complaining that we're not talking about him enough on this podcast. <laughs> I love that guy, man. I love him so much. I I, I feel like I've, I'm talking about him a lot these days. But we did a. Um, Last week was a, uh, he, he raised all this money for a, a horrific disease called scleroderma. And uh, mm-hmm. if you don't know what it is, Google it and donate some money because it's, it's awful. And it mainly hits women around your age, I think. And it, it's the heart. You're, do you know what about, have you ever heard of it? You know what no. It's, oh, it's awful. It's just, God, I mean, and your skin starts to harden on the outside first. The inside, it's a horrific. Oh, no. And what's interesting, he, he got involved because they do this, they did this thing called, um, uh, cool comedy, hot cuisine. So stand up, and mm-hmm. then a great um, meal. This woman, Susan, uh, uh, I can't remember her last name, but vinegar or something like that. Vinegar. She's great. She has these restaurants around town, and so they did this thing. So he he they asked him to do it one year, and he did it. And this was before. And then his sister got scleroderma a couple of years later, and then he became the biggest advocate for it. And anyway, we had a you know they had this big charity event every every year, every other. It would be in New York one year, and then here Caroline's. They had a lot. And we had it last week, and it was very bitter, mostly bitter. It was just really hard mm-hmm. to be there. And, but all his friends showed up, Chappelle and, and, and Bill Burr, um, and um, John Mayer was close to uh, Bob over the last um, five or ten years, and very jealous of me because of, uh, of we were always vying for uh, to be Bob's number one. <laughs> Kidding. He's not jealous of me. Good guy, Mayor. And he, um, so everybody was there. Uh, and, and, and I'd just been crying about him so much every chance I, I get. And I, and I will always, you know, talk about him and keep him alive because, uh, you know, he meant that much to, to me and everybody. But, I, you know, Mike Binder is a great comic and um, mm-hmm. he's my, I said, you know, Mike, come up there. I was going to introduce the video. And this is Bob, you know. Um, I said, I can't cry anymore. I mean, I did, but I mean, I want to do something. Like, let's go up and talk about what a pain in the ass Bob was. And just <laughs> sort of go through that, you know. And it just started off very innocuous. Like, you know, did Bob call you incessantly, t- text you, and, you know, so much that he had to drive over his house and take his phone away? Yeah, but then I, I did that, but I'd have to lay in bed with him and watch his student Oscar film. <laughs> and then he talked to my mother about shoving it up my ass in front of my mother. And then he said, oh, he's, you know, he's, he wanted to shove it up my, I mean, we just went on, you know, a Bob run, but it was pretty funny. I don't know what got me to that point, but you know. um, I don't know. I yeah, think that's a uh, lovely story that we can end on. And well, thank you, John Stamos. Thank you so much for being here. It's uh, wait. I ask all my guests this. I have to ask you this, John Stamos. Nope. Would you? I'm oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, well, go ahead. The question I'm was, um, go ahead. Would you date me? And you said no. And no, no, I have no, no, to no, no. I said no. That. I said no to asking me questions. I, I but now that I hear that. the question, if I was single, yes, I would. I'd take you to uh, to Polly's Potato Shack oh. in uh, Pennsylvania. A lot of oh. peas, and I would just—I'd order uh, mashed potatoes and stuffed Ooh. potatoes, Ooh. and and I'd turn you on to sour cream, and then we'd Ooh. blend it all up, and then we'd slather it all over. You know, it'd be a—it would be great. That would be the date, and then oh. we would uh, shower off and get back in the plane and come home. What a dream, John Stamos! Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Nicole. Nice to meet you, and and thanks for having me. And God bless you. And I think that I I have a feeling, and I'm and I'm going to come back within the year. You're going to meet someone, and you're going to fall in love, and Ooh. and you're going to say, you know what, Stamos told me to work on myself and be the best mm-hmm. version of myself, and I did, and the universe uh, paid off and, and sent me a, a lover that looked like Stamos. All right. Ooh, I'll hold you to it, right. John Stamos. Is Big Shot on Disney Plus right now? 
it, it's October 12th and all okay. 10 episodes. You could have watched that episode last night, um, but you didn't need to. I watched your special uh, and it was very funny when you were doing a, a striptease act at the beginning. Wait, when is your memoir going to be released? Sometime in 2023? Yes. <laughs> You're funny. I thank you for having me and um, I hope to come back and and see and we're going to have to change the title of the podcast to mm-hmm. I Got Somebody and I'm in Love. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you send me a nasty message hitting on me at why won't you date me podcast at gmail.com, please don't send any pictures of genitalia because my producer Mars is the one who looks at it. It doesn't make it to me. She doesn't want it, and I don't want her to want it, or I don't want her to have it. Okay, so this nice person said... Schoolgirl style, I can wear you as a knee-high sock, which is wild. Thank you, John. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. (laughs) This has been a Team Coco production. Emmy Award winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.